Hey, welcome to X Garage. This is Jake the Snake. Uh, if you're just dropping in, you know, we're going to be diving into the world of worldviews using the Christian worldview. If you're here, go ahead and give us a like, leave a comment, leave a review, and go ahead and share that video. Uh, so we're going to be talking more about the Baha'i faith today, uh, which mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. Uh, we have been finding very interesting. Yes. Uh, and so today we're talking about theology proper, anthropology, and hopefully a little bit of Harmar theology as well. So that is the person of God, how they see humanity, and uh, maybe our fallen nature. Well, I guess we'll kind of find out. <laughs> yeah. So he, have you found anything about uh, theology proper uh, that we should know about? Ethan's going to be joining us in a little bit, so we'll get his take on things in a moment. Um, what are you finding? Um, some of what kind of a, I didn't, I was getting their theology proper. That's their view of God through their views on areas like anthropology, eschatology, end times through their background and all that. And it seems to me from the, all the quotes that I'd read in these areas that for them, it, it does follow more that um, Islamic tradition of God being almost this unknowable. In fact, they use that language a lot that God is unknowable, but yet but yet knowable, almost like this dialectic, a contrast, uh, antithetical, like on one side and then yet a positive on the other, where God is unknowable, but he has kind of, he has revealed himself in nature, uh, and to the extent of which he has revealed himself, we can know him, um, we can recognize him. And so God is both, uh, uh, you could say, um, What's the words uh, imminent and uh, transcendent uh, in terms of his like his attributes uh, I think again they're probably following Islamic thought um, God, God, is, God is completely one right really one that's my assumption I didn't get to see that but they don't speak of God yeah when, when I was they're not Trinitarian yeah <laughs> not when, I, when I was talking with Anthony, when I was talking with Anthony Rogers about uh, Islamic theology he mentioned that Often, Islamic scholars will not even talk about God in terms of attributes. Like we, th- we think, you know, God in His simplicity, we don't divide His attributes. So like He, He is holy, He is righteous, He is loving, uh, or He is love. Uh, we, we can define those kinds of attributes about God, but they, they are a part of His, his being. But in Islamic theology, they even hesitate to use those kinds of words to describe the person of God because that starts to assign plurality. Yeah, to the, yeah, the being of God. Yeah, I think that comes out of I don't know. I, again, I'm not a is uh, Muslim. Uh, I've not studied in that area whatsoever, which is interesting. I just other areas I've focused on, but from what I gather, and so correct me wrong if viewers, others listening through our podcast channels, yes. um, uh, is that uh, really the Islamic thought on how to speak to the nature of God came out of the. Uh, medieval ages and their real uh, big use of Aristotelian language. Aristotle really defined, um, really really brought things back to this, this the, the, basically the perfect being being the, the, would be simplistic. Um, and there's truths to this. Uh, it's not, not being made of parts and etc. So they're really bound by this Aristotelian thought. Um, and I think again, to an extent, a lot of it does make sense. But um, 
according to finite human logic. If we put God in a, in a little bit of a box, I think that's great. But I think, um, again, they're trying to say God is unknowable, yet they know him enough not to speak to his, have a hard time speaking to his attributes. I don't know. It just seems, anyway, I'm just mm-hmm. going on funny trail. But, um, yeah, and we're, we're kind of pulling from as, as much information as, as we know about their source material in a way to make claims about what the Baha'i faith would say about God. Because from what I'm thinking, I'm not seeing a lot of like definitive God is this, or God is like this, other than that they would say God is one. Uh, There's one God. Yeah, let me um, see if I can find here. Mm. I've got so many quotes on here, but... Yeah, anyway, so so we're talking about the the theology proper. Is there anything else that we should know about God other than the fact that he is one uh, and he does reveal things, uh, whether it's through nature. On the website, they talk about God revealing himself through nature. So the sun gives us light and therefore God gives us light. So we can kind of have a, a natural theology they would have, um, which seems a little more um maybe poetic than than i would take it yeah well, that goes, yeah they're very big on uh god's revealing of himself through creation which is absolutely strange to me that they have this view that really the way of salvation temporal salvation is uh recognizing god in and all through things apparently according to them i didn't see a quote from them but i would assume that god created and um and yet, and the end goal, it's not about redeeming the material universe. It's actually about leaving it behind as our spirits go upward and onward in the divine attributes or in this divine growth, if they don't like to use the word attributes. They do use different attributes when they describe God. They'll call them the love of God. They'll say things like uh, faithfulness. Uh, and so whether or not they don't want to use attributes, they're necessarily brought to attributes. You know- and again, this is kind of reminding me of, of Universalist uh, Unitarians is, you know, we're talking about the way that God approaches revelation is mm-hmm. that, you know, he'll, he'll prescribe uh, or he'll send someone that is a revelation of himself and that person will prescribe a medicine. That's the revelation they bring. Um, but the way they talked about this seemed very much like open theism and that God doesn't necessarily know what the future will be. He's not omniscient in that sense. But he's rea- he's reactionary to the the events that are happening around him. I haven't seen that said explicitly. I think they would claim his omniscience, but the the right. way the way that they talk about it makes it seem more like an open theism. Yeah, I think I think one of the main terms they'll probably use to describe God, and this is off uh, the research on their website, is infinite, the infinite one. And so, in in terms of anything that's good and holy, other and and and, and virtuous. God is infinite of that, um, mm-hmm. insurpassable. Of course, I mean, if we're going to define the greatest conceivable being, He's infinitely good. Uh, he's infinitely perfect. He's He's proper in all His His conduct, if you will. He's a being that's. But that's the thing. We as Christians can can say that God is personal. That this view really is. You see in their theology that God is not uh, personal and uh, such that He condescends and redeems us through through the cross. Um, uh, and and washes our feet in the person. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, it's just this otherness is completely a part of their thought on deity. Maybe we can move into anthropology, and then when Ethan gets back, we can ask him about his thoughts on theology. Yeah. So what what is the state of uh, the human Heath in, with regard yeah. to this religion? What, what yeah. do you find out? So I think they're pretty straightforward in this area that we're spiritual, physical beings. We have we're die cut. Maybe some of them are tri cut. I don't know, but they just have this this duality. It's a very dualistic system from what uh, like fl flesh and soul. Yeah, flesh and soul. Uh, the emphasis is on the uniqueness of the human soul in terms of rationality. Again, playing back on Aristotelian thought and the Greek thought of the of the time where Islam had really. Uh, brought about a lot of its theology, as, as far as I know. I'm not an Islamic scholar, but it seems to be that's where they got it, their views from. Uh, was the medieval age, uh, a lot of their theological growth. And I see that here with, with um, uh, the, the Baha'i faith, is that um, the emphasis is on the soul, rationality, through which humanity may heighten uh, and heighten themselves in their diverse gifts. So they see arts, sciences, productivity, productivity, technological advancement. All these things are only going to get better and better as we advance as humans. Again, through this evolutionary philosophical movement. Again, it's Hegelian. Uh, I got to give him it the did. It did seem kind of Hegelian at that front. Yeah, I got humanity is going to keep on progressing. There, there, there might be a thesis and an antithesis, and then we'll, we'll, we'll keep on progressing in terms of ideas or how we interact with the world, our technology. Uh, so in that sense, when he's talking about a prophet, you know, he's coming to, to correct some ailment. Yep. And then some other time it might be somewhat contradictory, but a different prophet will come and then correct it this yeah. way, such that, you know, right now the big problems that they feel like they're, they're, uh, correcting right now might have to do with transgenderism and they're taking more of a right. liberal lean on that uh, right. or, or uh, you know, liberal Which takes on sexuality and gender and, and all that stuff. Which goes to the point that they actually are a religion of the day. I, yeah. I noticed that even today. So they wouldn't have held that view back in the day, but they're just going with the spirit of the age, Ephesians 2. They're following the spirit of the power, the prince of the power of the air. Uh, moving to whatever ethics seems to be the... the uh, the new thing. Um, and you'll note that a lot of these ethics are always contra to Christ and his yeah. word. Um, uh, or there'll be just distortions of it. Maybe that's a better way to put it. There'll be truth in there, bits of truth, um, but they'll be distorted such that, uh, for example, male, female are, are creating God's image and, and good and made to be one. And early on in their theology with the Baha'u'llah, that was the thought. Now that we have transgenderism and all these other things on the front of political, uh, trying to bring about a society of, that's united and no one's being oppressed, they're also seeing this as part of divine revelation mm -hmm. that uh, we need to not oppress these groups uh, to bring about this this um, global peace, which, like we were saying, it's it's a use of critical theory. It's a use of Hegel. Um, nothing new. Uh, but one thing I might note is there's a quote from their site. It says, when death occurs in this world, the soul is separated from the body and continues to progress in an eternal journey towards perfection. Um, ah, okay. So 
there's there's kind of a similar thing to maybe Mormonism where there's this eternal progression uh, kind of theory going on. Mm-hmm. So that even when you get into the eternal state, you're still a learning, growing kind of human being. But like, which I don't, I don't in itself have an issue with. Like, it's fine that, that we're growing, but like in the sense that maybe you're growing in perfection seems to like be a. Um, it's it may, it may, maybe that's part of the issue. Is like, it's very anthrocentric. Yeah, it's it's very much centered around the the humanity. Um, is the object of everything. The glory of God, as I was reading through their authoritative writings on their site, um, the glory of God is not central central to their thought. Um, it's about us obtaining more of what is glorious in us and in our so temporary so in a temporary sense for today. And then when our bodies pass, we continue to grow in these perfections. It's very man-centric, like you said. It's not yeah. It's not Christological like the Christian faith. And as God's word says, where we are, as we as image bearers grow in, in Christ likeness, we give, we glorifies our creator. That language is not up in, in their vocabulary whatsoever. Um, right. I, I think I'm being fair there. So, but what's interesting is they really do fall Hindu thought on this. Like Hindu thought was obviously before the Baha'i. And so they're taking again, those teachings, whichever ones they want or see that is really going to be yeah. to which i'm i'm curious to see oh ethan just jumped off he was on for a second he jumped off uh i'm curious to see what is there a way to really follow the their streams of influence because i think geographically they are closer to india um uh shoot what country was it again yeah um uh to pakistan hey pakistan. ethan ethan's here again where, where did the Baha'i face start? Oh, Ethan's getting on. I'm going to Google it while he's while, while he's still looking. There's a few locations with those earlier guys. Um, uh, the few there's like four guys there in that stream. For in our stream? No, in the um, you're talking about finding the actual locale. It's uh, pretty, Iran. Yeah, but I mean there was. I don't know if, yeah, I, I want to look yeah. at it because I think there's a few locations where these individuals were, these yeah. early guys we mentioned in background. Yep, for sure. Uh, cool. Um, all right. Hey, Ethan, how's it going? Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you now. I wasn't awesome. hearing you before. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. So we talked a little bit about theology proper, uh, that God is one. Uh, mm -hmm. It seems like they they follow somewhat of an Islamic thought that he is a more of a strict unity. Um, we're kind of inferring that they probably wouldn't associate the same kind of. Um, maybe they would. I hope if a Baha'i hears, they would correct us. But I'm I'm guessing if they're being consistent, they wouldn't associate things like God being loving or God being eternal because that's associating partners in a sense. If they're being maybe Islamic and philosophical about it. But I don't know that to be a fact. Well, I think they do use the, I do have a quote. It actually says God's love. Um, okay. But, so they do. But the thing is, it's not like God meeting with us in his love, but us recognizing the love of God through the order of creation, uh, our own relationships as we love one another, uh, these types of things. We are recognizing God's uh, being 
virtue, perfections, whatever terms they use, again, they have to fall back and say attributes if they're trying not to, they have to, because they end up saying things like faithfulness, love, um, bringing even justice, um, uh, which is, you know, in God, if God is simple, these are just ways in which finite creatures uh, use uh, particular categories to explain the fullness of who God is, which is divided. There's no, there's no, there shouldn't be an issue for any theologian um, to do that. But that just shows the, the, I think the inconsistencies of the Islamic faith. If, if again, I, I'm not, I'll stop. I, I, don't, I don't study Islam. We'll get to Islam later. <laughs> I, yeah, I would say if they do have a struggle with talking about his attributes and his simplicity, um, I, I, there's no problem with that. Cool. Um, you know, I just found my chart yeah. was right in front of me. Now I have a lot more time to talk about this. <laughs> so, Ethan, anything to add to his nature that you picked up when reading uh, their holy right, holy writings, sacred? As far as like the nature of God, mm -hmm. uh, not really. Like they, they don't. Uh, that was the unique thing about the holy writings is that it didn't address um, God as much. Um, as it just sort of um, laid out precepts to follow, um, like sort of, it, it was it was more like poetry with a little bit of um, proverbial, like proverb sort of um, feel to it, mm -hmm. like their their writing, and so they didn't really mention God an awful lot, um, besides that, like this is what will please God, or this is this reflects who God is, you know. Um, the idea of of cleanliness. Um, they're very, very much into cleanliness, like the, to the point where, like, they're like, "Don't plunge your hand into food. Don't eat with don't eat with your hands." Um, if there is a spot of anything on your clothes, that is um, a no-no. Um, like, like they, you know, things like that. So um, a lot of times, I feel like that was like the reflection of God. Uh, faithfulness and patience was a big thing, especially during their whole. They, they have this big thing about marriage, about how marriage works. And uh, they, a lot of that was like, and this reflects the will of, of Baha'u'llah, um, who is, of course, their manifestation of the revelation of God. Um, and so um, as far as like that's that's sort of their their idea of God um, that I yeah. got from them, this yeah. sort of syncretistic um, cool. over mind, loving, faithful person. Awesome. I, I'm really curious to get a little bit more into the harmartiology. So let's spend a little time there. Yeah. I want to know what do they think about sin? What do they think about the human state in relation with God and yeah. why things are the way they are? So what I'll do is give a, a brief overview and I want to hear Ethan on this. And Ethan, we finished uh, anthropology, just talking about how they see us as spiritual, physical beings. But ultimately, mm -hmm. spiritual, the rational soul is the emphasis, and that ultimately yeah. the rational soul will leave the body and continue toward perfections. Yeah. Um, but with hermardiology, what I noted with, uh, again, from their site, anyone could go on there. They're actually, what's wonderful about this group is they, they post all their, a lot of their, if not all their authoritative write, writings on their mm -hmm. site in their library so it's not hidden away like some of the cultic yes yeah they're not hidden which is great <laughs> uh, yeah so we thank our baha'i uh friends for that or um uh, neighbors image bears um 
but here's a quote. We are able to reflect divine attributes. Oh, there we go. To the extent that we cleanse the mirrors of our hearts and minds through prayer, the study mm -hmm. and application of the sacred scriptures, the acquisition of knowledge. That one's huge. Actually, all this mm -hmm. is now I'm hearing Ethan. Efforts to improve our conduct and to overcome tests and difficulties and service to humanity. So really, this metaphor of mirrors and cleansing, as I was reading further in that piece, uh, this piece was called, let's see, I'm going to pull it up. I bid. That doesn't help me. Oh, what Baha'is believe? The human soul. Um, but, um, yeah, this, this idea of mirrors, this cleansing of the heart, is actually mm -hmm. like we would think of in terms of disobedience to God, but rather this ignorance and this lack of knowledge and this lack of the rational soul um, recognizing God in, in all of the wonders of life, seeing God's beauty in the stars and his son, learning from the, 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 how the sun reflects light and what can we learn from that? And that's what cleanses the soul. Um, so the sin is really this idea of if there's wrong in this world, rape, murder, whatever, it's just, it's kind of this, uh, needing to, needing to brush off our, ignorance mm -hmm. uh, there's no real need for atonement there is no that i saw um and, and ultimately if you don't work hard enough to to cleanse your soul through prayer and through these things that are actually going to grow you in the knowledge of the divine attributes you're going to be on a lesser playing field than anyone else when you come out of the body and and that I thought was fascinating. Very work based in that sense, their their view of this cleansing. Yeah. No, and it, it's interesting. Um, some of the language that you'll see, um, really interesting. If you wanna, if you wanna just totally indoctrinate yourself with this um, belief, um, they've got Baha'i teachings. Um, is like a YouTube channel, mm -hmm. and kept on running across. And man, they, they can they can wash your brain nicely um, with all that stuff. Um, but, but, uh, the language they use for, um, living out their faith is in a way like how to become, well, I think one of the, a couple of the titles reflected this idea of how to become a philanthropic like machine. So it's basically like, how can you become like this person who just is out there just helping everybody, just loving on everybody. And, um, so sort of reflecting that idea of working out your faith but at the same time there there is an exclusivity to their faith um almost a gnosticist not uh, gnostic thinking to their faith that i i really caught up by reading their 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 book um um the katiba i'm probably saying it wrong i need to i, need to, I should look up the, the specific name of it but um basically this idea that if you don't understand what we're saying here if you don't um, understand how this works out it obviously has not been revealed to you and you are not one of the ones who have been chosen to understand this truth and um, they uh, I think it was in their um, it's sort of like a uh, commentary on their their main um, uh, revelation was saying that um, Christians are going to be the ones 
Um, Christians are some of the people that are going to be the most fervent against their belief system and tearing down their um, their their belief system. Um, and so, yeah. And, and anyways, all that's the same. Um, the the idea of sin for them is was interesting because um, they actually did use the word um, the words transgress a few times in their 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 writing, um, but it was very much in in line with yeah not believing what they believe um, is a is transgression um, of forgetting to pray could be a transgression um, not uh, adhering to their their cleansliness standards um, would be uh, a sin so it, it's and like basically if you're not following their their uh, for precepts also marriage 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 is an interesting one um, if they actually have all these laws like if you are gonna leave your wife for a trip you need to tell exactly when you're gonna come back to your wife and if you do not if you're not gonna be able to fulfill that you need to call ahead and tell her that you're coming back and if this happens for more than I think I think it's six months then your wife is free to marry someone else <laughs> and all built up in this and, and if you're fighting for a year straight you and your wife then you're free to both marry someone else and it's so um, so if you break these rules obviously so they're they're very very much um, it was interesting because they're almost monog monogamous but um but they had some polygamous language in there as well yeah and was that was that an earlier work um, that, that's their main their main book um, yeah, uh, when was that one written? Was that from Baha'u'llah? That was, was Baha'u'llah. Yeah. Um, so they've actually. abrogated that by now because now they affirm uh, transgender relations and probably. Oh, yeah. No, that was the interesting thing is it was all all um, basically um, male-female marriage. Yep. Like, that's all they talk about. Yes. Like, totally. Yeah. Totally. That's what I noticed. All the writings from the divine manifestation on something that should be transcend transcend culture and time ultimately does not transcend culture and time. It it, it is just old revelation for the group. Yeah. No. That so that that was interesting. Um, also, something like when you're when you're dead. I don't know if this is gonna pass into eschatology. Um, did we, we already talked about uh, not eschatology. Yeah, eschatology. Next um, is salvation and eschatology. Okay. I think um, really, yeah, Jake. Uh, you know, we're actually probably good to go on to the next episode anyway. Uh, okay. So why don't, why don't we stop here and uh, okay. we'll get on to next thing. So thank you for joining us so much at X Garage. The most craziest podcast you'll ever, ever hear in your entire life. Feel free to give us a like, leave us a review, uh, leave us a comment. Uh, share this episode and we will see you around X Garage.